0: Now it's time for this week's film reviews with Mark Serbe and Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Yes it is, it's Phoenix FM film reviews with me Stuart Pink and last week he cemented an unassailable lead in the race to be awarded understatement of the year when he described John Wick as a bit of rough and tumble.
1: It's Mark Sibby. <laughs> Did I actually say that last week? Yeah,
0: you did. You said there's going to be some rough and tumble <laughs> because you got got to oh, stay with me a week. <laughs> this
1: thing has <I've> been cracking <laughs> up about in which case yes i fully accept uh the award for understatement of the year
0: um i think you've won i don't know when they well, do the awards go, but see. it's have to be that i reckon
1: I, i've won i've won yeah absolutely <laughs> well there we go you say listen you asked me right at the end of the show i was I, you know I, I was exhausted so That's um, it. you
0: were tired out from all your reviewing i was then...
1: I, I was i was yeah You're just absolutely. telling it like and it's I said, John, Rough be. and tumble. Well, I mean, look, it's not far off oh, you're if you're spot talking on. about maybe the first. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's not far off for the first maybe five minutes of any John Wick movie. Just a little bit of rough and tumble. It's all right, you know. Yeah, bit a bit of mates banter in there. It'd Be
0: nice to see that in one of the films once. If um, he's just having like a bit of a wrestling with some kids, you know, behind the bouncy castle and all that. Imagine with a trained assassin.
1: Yeah, the kid I don't would have no idea.
0: That would go. He's just beat I, John I Wick.
1: Mean,
0: with yeah. Pool noodle. Imagine. Imagine. Some incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would go. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what, you know, because obviously there is a John Wick TV show spin off, haven't it? Is there? Oh. Yeah, know this. yeah, the Continental. So it's yeah, so it's all set around um, the the Continental Hotel. That's obviously in oh, yeah in yeah. the sh- uh, in the films. So the so John Wick's not going to be in it. Uh, Keanu Reeves is too busy, um, but it is going to be set around that and, and other assassins. So who knows? You could have just unearthed <laughs> a new storyline for what's yeah. happening.
0: Yeah, child assassins trained? A school party or something? Yeah. <laughs>
1: John Wick comes round to school uh, to talk to you about what you should do with your future after <laughs> you leave school. Basically, career's assassin. advice. From career's assassin. advice from John Wick. Blimey! Yeah. Be an it? Wow! Wow! Blimey! <laughs> How are you with PE? Yeah. Anyway, oh, I mean, it, yeah, I'm pretty good at PE. I'm pretty good at uh, running and jumping. Good news. There's a job opening for you. <laughs> No, yeah, let me, that's let me good take news? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know.
0: In terms of that's career, a um, it's a pretty short one, but you uh, see some stuff.
1: Yeah, experiences. Yeah, well, the, uh, yeah that's true. But the, you know, the people we've met in the John Wick movies through the years, most of them, the good ones, the good guys, the good girls. Um. I seem to have had a, a career that has survived a long time. So you just got to yeah. make sure you're on that side of things. Because I notice if you're on the villain side of things, it doesn't go well for you.
0: No, that's it. You just got to, you know, yeah, pick a pick a team and, yeah. and do the right thing in the assassin world. Yeah.
1: And... <laughs> it... Is it possible? Yeah, exactly. Do you know. know? It is a tough sell. It's but... a tough sell. But then... Listen, I'm I'm going to try and tell. I'm going to try and sell you John Wick Chapter Four now.
0: Chapter Four, he returns. I, well, they're giving it a name. Again. It's just yeah, Chapter Four.
1: Th- yeah, they have. It's very true, isn't it? Because obviously we had Parabellum, and now they've just gone. Eh, it's Chapter Four. We can't be bothered with it. You know, you go, yeah. okay, fine. Um, so this time in Chapter Four following on from basically the immediate after of, of, of number three uh john wick has found a path to defeating the high table but before he can earn his freedom he must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe oh so, no so it's going global again Basically, they do like to network and,
0: these criminals and bad guys don't they they do they do, they do around absolutely. the globe
1: Nobody is keeping it just in America anymore. That's the thing. It seems to be going elsewhere. Um, obviously, as I said, this is set directly after the events of Chapter 3. I, I mean, I'm surprised John Wick can even stand based on what he went through <laughs> in Chapter 3. It was um, all
0: kicking off. Yeah, there was a fair amount of...
1: It was all kicking off. Yeah. However, he is back on his feet and he's fighting for freedom in a near three-hour action movie.
0: Whoa. Wow some stamina
1: yeah that is well if you think three hours of keanu reeves being thrown around like a ragdoll would be awesome especially considering how good he is at this point uh from previous movies i mean you would think fantastic but this movie's got bursts of action but then is interspersed with dialogue scenes that really matter little or nothing at all To to anything, and the issue is that these scenes drag, and I really do mean drag the runtime out. There are scenes in there that could have been cut, trimmed down. I mean, who needs to see John Wick light a candle for two minutes? Nobody, Uh, wow, yeah, he's
0: struggling to get the lighter to go. Uh,
1: It does happen sometimes, a bit of wind (laughs) on the mat. It's fine, it's fine. (laughs) And it, but the thing is, it's scenes like that that make this film feel. Really bloated in terms of storytelling. And the thing is, I understand that the filmmakers probably want to put a bit of something in there except for just the fighting, but that's all we've come for. We've come for the fighting. We want to see Keanu slice and dice and run and yes. jump and guard show us his way through rough and show tumble. Us- exactly, show us the rough and tumble. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. So these non action scenes start to really drop they start to really drop the energy of the film you know you kind of go oh where's the next bit and then you're you're waiting 15 minutes before anything else happens that's that's not good i don't think when you know this is being sold as an action movie the action itself in the first two hours is okay it's been done better in previous john wick films though thankfully the film is saved from being a lackluster entry in into this franchise by an absolute belter of a final 40 minutes. I mean, that 40 minutes, that end 40 minutes on this movie is perfect John Wick action. It's been it's what everybody is waiting for, and it doesn't disappoint. It's it's exhausting and yet relentless. <laughs> And, and kind of fun as well in a weird sort of way. And there were a few times where even I was going, oh, what? whoa, whoa, oh, oh! you know, in, <laughs> in in the splendor of the fighting and also some of the tumbling. He actually does some tumbling in this. So I was right. He actually does <laughs> some tumbling in this that poor old Keanu's got to oh, do. Oh, no,
0: he gets beaten up a bit.
1: He, he, he gets beaten up quite a bit. Um, and the tumbling... It looks painful. It looks painful. So shout mm. out to Keanu Reeves for doing it, and also obviously all the stunt actors who are in this movie because brilliant sequence. Goodness yeah. knows how long it took to choreograph as oh, well. I mean, God, can you have, imagine? It must have taken months. It really must have done. However, all worth it. It's. I say, th- I tell you what, it reminded me of. It reminded me of like the the type of beat-em-up computer games you've got in the 1990s, so like Street Fighter oh, yeah. 2.
0: Like or, Tekken.
1: Like, like Tekken, yes.
0: Or you Tekken. just jump up and down and kick.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Art of Fighting as well. I mean, Mortal Kombat, not so much. That's slightly different. Um, but, but those types of, of computer games, that's how this last 40 minutes plays out. But Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, this must be, I don't know, I can't work out if this is a stunt man or woman's dream or nightmare um it's it's, you sort of see these even just the trailer and think that's either they they really want to do that or they're going sorry i've got to do what yeah (laughs) you're gonna throw wire at me
1: (laughs) that's a really good question but i think it's probably pushing them as as stunt actors which is great because that's probably what they want to do they want to go right come on what's the next thing you know come on how far can we how far can we throw ourselves literally yeah um and as a it's brilliant it's it's fantastic it really is you know stunt actors some of the unsung heroes of cinema really and then you see something like this and you go wow they definitely definitely. are amazing they really are so, superhumans. humans they must yeah, be bendy just about, in places yeah, they shouldn't be bendy bendy and floppy because that's what they say just go limp isn't it just go limp just go limp and you'll, you'll be fine <laughs> i'll um, do that anyway <laughs> well yeah i mean that's before i've fallen down 10 flights of stairs, or, you know, <laughs> been thrown through seven panes of glass. So, John Wick, chapter four, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as John Wick, chapter three. I think that's probably the high watermark of the franchise. However, there is some really, 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 really good action set pieces. And that's the sole reason for seeing any John Wick movie.
0: Oh, definitely. That's what you're going for. So, delivered on the aforementioned Rough and Tumble.
1: It, it, yes, yes, it did, yes. In terms of rough and tumble, uh, A-star. <laughs> A-star,
0: rough and tumble. So chapter four, is. did they set up for chapter five? Would that be a spoiler to say well, there's going to be
1: more? Or? Well, as I said, what there's already reckon? the TV series in the works. So I think they're yeah. probably going to concentrate on that, to be honest with you, because obviously Keanu... You know, he's not a spring chicken. Let's be honest here. He's not a spring chicken. He probably can't do a lot of this all the time, continuing. And it's not as though they're making John Wick films every single year. There is a large gap between each of them. So whether he returns, I don't know. Hotel full
0: of... um... Dangerous people. They could. Dangerous
1: people. Yes, yes. Dangerous people who you would not want to mess with at all. So, um, the TV series is clearly the um the focal point for now. But if there's a chapter five, hey, excellent. You'll be there. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Going limp
0: in the seat. Uh, <laughs> <for> <laughs> in <case>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get some TCP out as well. <laughs> Put it on those bruises.
0: Don't try this at home, kids. But uh, yeah, strap in for three hours of watching someone else do it. So yeah
1: fun. do you know what you make a really good point actually is that you yeah don't try this at home that these are trained professionals uh, I sound like I'm introducing uh jackass there don't yeah I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's back there but it's true it is true you know these guys are professionals these guys and girls are professionals and they do a, a great job i i know why would anybody want to do that as an amateur i don't know or are they professional
0: really because if they take them two minutes to light a candle that you know that's not necessarily professional well, speed.
1: Well, that's the acting. Um I would
0: wager there are vicars and priests out there who could probably light could, all those. You could candles. light a candle
1: quicker. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> <In that time. laughs> well, John Wick, chapter five, um, uh, the revenge of of uh, you know the 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 father. In fact, he actually does go into a church several times in this, and there's one scene where he does confront um uh, a man of the cloth, shall we oh, say? Oh, really? Oh, there we go. Yes. Oh, wow. yeah. I don't want to say too much.
0: It's not Baldwin again, is it? <laughs> it's not. No, no, uh, this
1: is somebody else.
0: John Wick Chapter Five. These um, <laughs> candles are really getting on my wick.
1: Oh, you see, there you yes. go. It's yes. a thing. There a we thing. go. Yes. This is Phoenix ninety-eight FM.
0: Just when you thought it was over, here is another film review. What else you
1: got for us, Mark? So, Infinity Pool. Now, this is in cinemas, as as is John Wick, Chapter Um, 4. Infinity Pool. This is about James and M. Foster, who are enjoying a beach vacation together when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horror.
0: Now last week I said I would pack my speedos ready for this. I'm regretting um <laughs> coming along on this particular other day.
1: <laughs> so so obviously you had said that before seeing the trailer for this movie. You've <laughs> now seen the trailer. You now understand that yes, it's probably not the best idea. Um
0: this is not butlins. Oh, this is this is no.
1: so far away from that. <laughs> this is this is this film is a trip and a half. I mean, it made my head spin. A fair bit while watching it, yet the more I think about this film, the more I fall under its spell. It's a movie that just gets under your skin the longer you sit with it because it's saying and showing so much. But also, it isn't saying and showing as much as possibly some would want. I I think it's ambiguity about certain things makes the film an intriguing piece of work. But... Let's talk about what is on view, basically. And what we can see, James Foster is a very handsome man who is struggling to write his second book. I think this character could be based around the life and times of David Foster Wallace, who's the author of uh, who was the author of Infinite Jest. Uh, I get the oh. feeling that's where it's coming from. You know he he's struggling at writing and at life, he's got demons that he hides away. Uh, I'm talking about James now, by the way, but uh, David Foster Wallace <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. So that's for James. That is until he meets his number one fan in Gabby. And this woman turns James's life upside down. And that's when the film really starts to change into a psychological horror because it suddenly, well, suddenly the consequences of this fatal accident are, are changed to kind of like an expose of how rich people can pay their way out of anything. But this is no ordinary payment. It's a terrifying look at the idea of cloning, and then watching your own clone take the fall for your law breaking. Break
0: oh, that's what?
1: That, I mean, that's a that's a twist and a that's half. A
0: that's deep stuff, th- that isn't it?
1: It yeah. is. It is. Here's the thing: the idea for this came from the writer director Brandon Cronenberg when he was on an all inclusive holiday in the Dominican Republic. <laughs>
0: Like, what on earth was happening there? Well, he said
1: <laughs> they were bussed into the resort in the dead of night. They were told, never leave the complex, which was all caged in. Oh. And then they were bust out after two weeks. And only then did he see the horrible poverty that surrounded them outside of the complex. This drove Cronenberg to write this story about how money can get you out of any sticky situation. Of course, there's more to the film. Than that, it's
0: he books the worst holidays, isn't he?
1: He really well. He's never been on one (laughs) since. Okay, he's never been on an all inclusive holiday since. Thank goodness. Um, because if this is what he's conjuring up, imagine, yeah,
0: don't want to be there with him.
1: Exactly. Goodness knows if he (laughs) went elsewhere. Um, this is a hedonistic, hallucinogenic trip into nightmares of a man pushed beyond the brink by rich people he's never met. I mean, at times. It's delirious with its with its imagery. And yeah, I love that about it. I love that it didn't hold back. It just went, here's the stuff. Here it is. Keep taking it. And you go, oh, wow. Okay. What? 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 What's going on? So obviously yeah. you making the joke about swimming junks. Now you've seen it. You just went, no, absolutely not. This is so far away from a beach vacation um, movie ever. <laughs>
0: It's not the kind of pool I thought it was. This one, um, it's
1: it's really not. It's really not. Um, and obviously, in the lead role as as James is Alexander Skarsgård, who, as you know, I'm a big fan of. You're a fan. I'm yes. a fan. Yes, I like the fact that yes, he's made big movies in the past. You know, he was he was Tarzan, um, and then obviously TV shows as well. You know, he was in True Blood. He's in Succession at the moment. But I like the fact. That he keeps picking movies that push him as an actor. You know, last last year we had yeah. Northman, which I thought was one of the best films of the year, um, and we get that with him here. You can you can literally see the characters decline and then rise with the enjoyment of what he's doing. I mean, it's a roller coaster performance from Scarsgard. However. I think he's actually bettered in the performance stakes by Mia Goth as Gabby. She's this charming, at first, then sadistic female who lures men into things that they think they want, but actually they don't. It's a frightening performance. And also it's one that stands out a mile by how amazing it is. I mean, prepare, be prepared to love and hate her as a character, by the way, not not mere goth, as a person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's probably pre- lovely in real life. She's yeah. probably lovely in real life, yeah. Be prepared to hate Gabby, love and hate her in equal measure, and you'll hate yourself for it as well. Oh. I sat there going, I hate myself for loving this character. I hate myself, and yet that's what the film is doing to me as well. So Infinity Pool is this <sighs> twisted... Brain melting trip into excesses of taking an all inclusive holiday. Well, well, sort, sort of, <laughs> I guess. Sort It'll make of. you feel
0: bad for watching this another day, um, but yeah, also glad sort of you of the, picked where you went and not exactly. this place.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sort of. You know, there, there's so much more to it than that as well. But I don't. It's it's about, as I said, it's about the subtext in it. It's a it's about the ambiguity of it all as well. It's it's. Do you know what? It's about the dark, animal-like quality that that humans have that lurks just below the surface. And sometimes that comes out. That's what this movie is about. Yeah. And it's it's unafraid and it is unhinged. And I think by the end of the year, this might this probably won't end up in people's top ten films of the year. It won't. But it will end up being one of the most... Discussed movies at the end of the year.
0: That's what we like. Get some talking. Gets it everyone thinking. Re-
1: yeah, it really does. I mean, it got you talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. For many reasons. Yeah. I mean, see the trailer. This. This is really difficult to um, kind of pigeonhole into. I know we don't really like doing it anyway, but um, it's it's got. Uh, looks like quite a scary film. I know you like your horror films, but I haven't mm. seen some of the shots. Mm. Um, could you watch this if you? Like me and hide behind a cushion. Um, or is it more psychological?
1: Good question. I think it's more psychological. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the closest thing you could you could pinpoint it to is something like Jacob's Ladder. It's got that psychological torture to it, so it's not full-on gore horror. I mean, there is some of that in it. There is some of that in it, but yeah. By the time it turns up, you're like, this is tame compared to what I've been through for the past hour. <laughs> um, so in terms yeah. of, is this a horror movie? Is this, you're saying to me, is this a horror movie? And I'm going to say to you, I don't think it is. No. I think it is a psychological thriller that's maybe got touches of horror in it. But it, 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 yeah, it's it's very much a psychological thriller than anything else.
0: The perfect film to go and see and then go to a buffet afterwards. And... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wish you'd never booked it. It's, it? It's, n- <laughs> it's not the perfect film to see and then come home and go, do you know what? I'm going to book a holiday.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. So Infinity Pool um, cinemas?
1: In cinemas. In cinemas. Yeah, absolutely. Marvellous.
0: And now, as a podcast extra, here's another film review. What you got for us on the podcast, Buck?
1: Right, let's lighten things up, shall we? Because that was that was heavy going. So um, also in cinemas this week, 80 for Brady. 8-0, the number. 80 Here for we Brady. Go. Here we go. I knew you'd like this one. Um, <laughs> so this is about a group of friends who make it their lifelong mission to go to the Super Bowl and meet NFL superstar Tom Brady. Amazing. So, I mean, are you an NFL fan? Do you watch it? Do you know much about it? Oh,
0: him? we watch the Super Bowl every year. My dad watches oh, okay. it all the time. Um, oh okay I, I dip in and out but it's, right. it's great fun yeah and tom brady is like i mean the god over there he, really in, in
1: right okay well this is good this is good that, you, that you're aware of it because i'm not aware of it. i know the nfl and I, I know what it is and you know i know the super bowl and whatever else but that's it that's my extent of my knowledge so i go into this movie thinking and i'm watching it and i'm thinking how are you selling this film internationally because this film is all um... about the nfl And it's all about its uh, superstar, Tom Brady. Now, I know there's loads of NFL uh, fans here in in the UK. I get that. I know that. But it never feels like it is. It never feels like it's an A-list sport here as well. So I think the the problem is that the majority of people, and I include myself here as well by that, will either not know anything about the NFL and or Tom Brady or have little knowledge on the subject. That's me. So how... Can this film connect with international audiences? And I think the answer is, for somebody like me, it doesn't. Yeah, because it's I look. I, <laughs> I that's the thing. It is a bit niche. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's so fixated on making sure every other word is NFL or Super Bowl or Tom Brady that it forgets there's this whole film world outside of North America. And as such, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm going. It's like one big advert for the NFL and they're, they're clearly their poster boy, Tom Brady. It's, I don't know. I just felt like it was a little bit sycophantic. <laughs> and yeah. after a while, I really came to despise everything about what this film was projecting about the sport and, and, and the man at the center of it. I just feel like I was being lured into a cult or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that sounds power. Right. Yeah, but looks, you, looks you'll right see, you may see. This is the thing: you may see things differently. You may look at it and go, "I get that. Great, fantastic! What a great sports comedy!" And great. This is what things.
0: happens when there's in jokes, isn't it? With the thing, if you're not in, there we go. The in, then it just feels like oh, I'm not getting this. I don't exactly. Know who this, is? Who are they on about? Hit,
1: <laughs> yes, you've hit the nail on the head there. I'm not getting it. I don't understand it. It's clearly not open for everybody. However. This is such a good cast. Such a good cast. So in there, we've got Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Rita Moreno. Now, that's the group of friends who are are on this mission to meet Tom Brady. Okay. Also in there, Billy Porter, Rob Cordroy, Bob Balaban, Patton Oswalt. It's such a good cast. It is such a good cast. And if you liked, well, if you loved Grace and Frankie, the TV series, uh, starring Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, then you're likely to have your interest piqued by this film because they're teaming up again. Nice. And then and then it turns out that when the film is just letting the women run wild on their way to the Super Bowl, including, including gate-crashing uh, parties and, and conventions, then the film's actually really good. Like, it's, it's funny. All four leads have got great chemistry together. They're naturally funny as well. They are naturally funny people. I could watch them all read the phone book between themselves. And I think I would laugh at every single way that they say something. <laughs> yeah. But, but the film only really lets them off the leash a couple of times. And then it's back to celebrating slash worshiping at the feet of Tom Brady. So it's, it, it's quite frustrating for somebody like me to go into it and go, well, oh, I, I'm not getting any of this. And then you get this great cast who are really funny together and you go, well, look at this. This is fantastic. Uh, it, it's, it was a struggle, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it didn't yeah. help that the film literally drenches itself in the colours of of Tom Brady's NFL team. I'm sorry, I don't know what it is. And has all the merchandise They've you can gone buy. Patriots,
0: but it's a little awkward because he, he doesn't play for them. Well, he doesn't, he's now retired, but he, he didn't play for them at the end. Uh, but yeah, they may have missed that little.
1: Okay. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. (laughs) But it's got all the merchandise on screen as well. Here's all the merchandise you can buy. So, as I said, it's like an advert. Yeah. (laughs) But a long-running advert. I'm like, oh. So, you know, even with this excellent cast, I don't think the film translates well outside of North America to mainstream audiences. Yeah, it looks like very that's much
0: homegrown for the home audience, really. I mean, there's yes. loads of casting here. You can see lots of um, uh, cameos, um, players, and it's even got Guy Fury, the guy from Diana's Driving. And Dime. oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, he's in it. Yeah, in yeah. It. Oh, now, now, that's a funny sequence. That's a funny sequence yeah. because yeah, he's he's judging a uh, a, sh- a talent competition where basically people have to eat hot wings. And Sally Field's in it and she's like, I'm just eating them. I'm (laughs) just hungry. That's it. That's a funny sequence because it's got nothing to do with NFL.
0: Yeah. I would love to know what our American, because obviously it's being our podcast texture, we have a lot of American listeners. So Mm. it'd be great to hear what your thoughts are of it because uh, (laughs) it's two English guys who
1: yeah, get it. (laughs) Exactly. This is the thing. I would love to know what people in America who are NFL fans think to this movie, because as I said, I don't think, it travels well outside of North America. You know, it's kind of like, um, it's like Bend It Like Beckham, I guess, to a certain degree. Yeah, um,
0: but good comparison, I guess. Yeah.
1: Something like that. How I did guess. that go
0: down if you never watched any football? <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know
1: who David Beckham was, you know, and then you had this movie. Having said that, Bend It Like Beckham was slightly different in time compared to 80 for Brady. You know, there was something, something better about Bend It Like Beckham, to be honest with you. Um yeah. But this one, I I just felt it was too much of a closed shop for average Joe. I include my average Mark. Let's say that average um, Mark, average Mark, <laughs> to, to really enjoy. And that's a shame because, as I said, brilliant cast, brilliant cast. And there are times where I did laugh at this, but as a whole, I just felt like, as you said, I'm not getting the jokes. And as such, I'm going mm, no, I I no no. How
0: about this? It would have been a touchdown, but you weren't in the end zone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get the touchdown reference. I, didn't I see get the end. already. I, sorry, I see it. this is I don't, the <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I, uh, yeah, I don't. I, but this is the thing. I would like you to see it just because, of, as you said, you're you're sort of a, a dip it in and out type of guy watching
0: yeah. NFL.
1: Yeah. I'd be interested to know what you make of it as well, um, based on the sport For the angle.
0: Casual fan, it might be might be accessible, but yeah. Oh, well, oh should give it a watch. So where's this out? So this is in cinemas. Oh, right. In the UK as well? Yeah. Right. Oh, now that I know. interesting figures yeah, to see there.
1: This is the thing. Like <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, okay. I don't, I mean, as I said, it's a tough sell. It's a really tough sell here. It yeah. really is. Um, you've got to absolutely love the NFL, Tom Brady, and the entire cast to go and see this.
0: Interesting uh, I've never really been interested in cinema figures But I'm going to have to look this one up Just yeah. to see how that did Yeah, maybe we'll report <laughs>
1: on it ne- Next week we'll report on what the the figures have been Over the opening weekend I'd be very curious to see where it ends up
0: See if more than 80 went
1: <laughs> 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 Yeah, we'll Shh, see what happens I reckon
0: happens. they will, I reckon yeah, they,
1: will. I, they could well do Well, it's opening wide This is the thing It's opening on over 300 screens here in the UK So wow. they're clearly going big for it I, I, as I said, I'm just confused by it all. Really, I, I don't get it from from a cinema point of view.
0: Yeah, it's of course got Tom Brady in it, and uh, I was just looking at some of the things he's he's been in. he's been in. Loads of things, his cameos, isn't he? He'd, he'd be doing all right if he was uh, looking for a career as an extra. Um, he's already top of the tree.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing. Where, you know, you get these people in who are famous for other things to do two minutes. I mean, I remember when Simon Cowell was in Scary Movie three. I mean. It's not a ba- you know. It's not a seal of approval. It's not a badge of honor.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not necessarily. not necessarily. No, brilliant. Okay, so Ace for Brady's in in cinemas. Um, uh, uh, interesting to see it.
1: Yes, see it.
0: <laughs> what you got for us next week, Park?
1: So next week, uh, we've got a movie all about Tetris. Tetris, oh wow Yeah, you know the game, Tetris, God, we've yeah. got a movie about Many it.
0: hours in the back of a car spent exactly. doing Tetris
1: <laughs> Yeah, so we've got a movie about that uh, We've got a new movie starring John Boyega uh, This is a bank heist gone wrong movie Ooh. And then we are going to be talking about the new version of Hellraiser The reboot of Hellraiser Now obviously this would not be one for you um, Hellraiser <laughs> is, to me... The first movie, anyway. Still an incredibly scary movie after all these years. And now they're rebooting it for an entirely new generation. So we're going to be talking about that new version.
0: Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah. Tetris, more my thing, I think.
1: Yeah. did you know what? I thought it might be. Uh, I thought it might be. Uh, Film Reviews on
0: Phoenix FM with Mark Sibby and Stuart Pink. Miss this week's film reviews? Then listen again on PhoenixFM.com or wherever you get your podcasts.